0: Hello, and welcome to the CAP Advocacy Recap, a monthly podcast dedicated to catching you up on the top news for pathologists. I'm Alec Bose here with your November 2023 recap. This month, we'll review the 2024 final Medicare Physician Fee Schedule and what it means to you, as well as a grant for the CAP's work to promote effective communication in healthcare. We begin the day with a recap of the most recent AMA meeting. We sat down with Dr. Mark Sinovec to discuss what happened at the meeting and what it means going forward. So, Dr. Sinovec, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Starting us off, what is the purpose of this AMA meeting
0: and why is it important that it takes place?
1: No, that's, that's actually a great question. So so the AMA is really run by their House of Delegates, which is, is the policymaking body of the AMA. Um, and that meets twice a year. We have an annual meeting in Chicago and then an interim meeting in different places uh, throughout the country. Uh, and that's where basically all the specialties and all the state societies get together uh, and through a resolution process, develop and... and uh, Fine tune, I guess, and hone uh, AMA policy. Uh, so we met uh, in November 11th and 14th in National Harbor, uh, and and did that uh, for another time.
0: So, what took place at this meeting, and what issues were discussed, and what, if anything, came out of it?
1: C- certainly, well, again, with that many people attending, I think we have around 600 delegates and 600 alternates. There's a lot of business that goes through that, and we do that through reference committees. And so we have multiple reference committees addressing essentially everything that you can imagine in, in medicine as well as more. Uh, we did have some top uh, issues that I think are important for uh, the CAP membership to be aware of uh, and things that we really concentrated from the the, the CAP as well as the pathology section council, which uh, is a group of uh, all the pathologists uh, working for organized medicine within the realm of pathology, uh, to to get those dealt with. The first and foremost is Medicare payment reform. Uh, this is a top priority uh, for <clears throat> for uh, the MA. Uh, and you know, we actually adopted a new policy that was called continue to prioritize reforming the Medicare payment system to ensure continued economic viability of medical practice. And really the primary goal of that is to stop the 3.37% cuts uh, that are proposed for next year uh, in hopes of achieving a sustainable annual Medicare payment increase. So that that's clearly one of the bigger issues that we had. Other things that are important for pathology is uh, we continue to advocate for self-referral one thing you do at the AMA is uh, sometimes you sit at the table just to prevent bad things from happening. Uh, and there was actually a proposal or a resolution that was asking the AMA to push to, to throw out the Stark Law, uh, which is the ban on physician self-referral, uh, and something that uh, is, was growing in in importance uh, to to many primary primary care physicians as they you know struggled through the the COVID area. Uh, but the CAP leaders, uh, we met and we urged the CAP or the, the AMA House of the not to adopt the policy because a, a, a blanket reversal uh, would be devastating, not only for pathology, but it would really go back and get back into the, the mess we were with physician self referral before the star claw came up. So that was something we spent a lot of time. Uh, we believe that the CAP, because of our quality standards setting, organizational uh, position, Really has a better uh, idea and and the knowledge to if we're ever going to go to reform uh, physicians self referral, uh, but in any case we believe it should be addressed really cautiously, uh, with appropriate guard, line, guard excuse me guardrails to uh, assure uh, proper utilization and and to protect patient care. Uh, so so fortunately we we got that accomplished. Another big area. In the AMA's scope of practice, uh, the House of Delegates did reaffirm our policy to maintain authority and oversight at the state medical board level for the regulation of non-physician healthcare professionals. Uh, And we also reaffirmed a policy on truth and advertising, which was related to that. The delegates also referred a study to the AMA Council of Legislation uh, on a proposed policy directing the AMA to propose draft legislation that was regarding a uh, all facilities that have emergency medical care should have a real time on site presence of a physician. Although this doesn't directly affect pathology, uh, obviously the, the the dilution of, of uh, physician services throughout healthcare is concerning to us as well as the House of Medicine, and so we supported that concept as well. Uh, the other thing that happens at the AMA House of Delegates meeting uh, is a a. a, a Corollary meeting that's the AMA Scope of Practice Partnership. Uh, the CAP leaders met there. Uh, we heard the updates of what the AMA is doing in this area uh, and that they're again doubling down on vigorously defending the practice of medicine against scope of practice expansion that threatened patient safety. And health system reform is also always a big issue at the AMA. Uh, we were actually, uh, Again, opposing some uh, groups that continue to be concerned uh, with the current uh, state of affairs and are pushing a single-payer health care reform system. Uh, the AMA has long time had an extensive policy to support a pluralistic system uh, and continues to do that, although it keeps getting pushed uh, by a minority fraction at this point. Uh, if anyone's interested, I encourage them to go on the AMA website and read their AMA vision on healthcare system reform. really is good. Uh, the other thing that we spent a fair amount of time is talking about strengthening network adequacy. I'm sure most pathologists are aware uh, this is an important issue to the CAP as well. Uh, and so we discussed this at the uh, Pathology Section Council Uh, And the the AMA actually had a a report on network adequacy and called the AMA to uh, report establishment and enforcement of a minimum network adequacy standard for healthcare insurances to make sure that there's sufficient numbers and types of physician and providers uh, to take care of the patients that are under that healthcare system uh, insured. Um, Also, the AMA supports requiring health plans to report the number of physicians versus non-physicians in the healthcare network, uh, just to make sure that we uh, deal with the scope of practice things as well. One of the issues that did come up at the Pathology Section Council was the FDA proposed rule on their authority to regulate the laboratory-developed tests, or LDTs. Uh, This came up at the Pathology Section Council probably just because of its timeliness with the proposed rule coming out earlier uh, or this fall and having a limited time. Yeah, there was a fair amount of discussion at this. Uh, and although all organizations and representatives at the PSC raised concerns over the proposed rule, there were clearly differences in the opinions of the appropriate tactics to influence the FDA as they seemed to fast track their establishment of a final rule. I would encourage all pathologists to stay abreast of this Issue, you know, because most of these uh, the pathology and laboratory um, organizations are obviously providing input on this, and I think all of us want to work to right size the regulation to balance patient safety with laboratory quality and of course the efficient laboratory operations, uh, so we don't unduly encumber uh, pathology practices. So those are kind of a, the the high points of what we discussed at the AMA.
0: Thank you, Dr. Senevek, through for going through all those important issues. I think pathologists really need to know about these issues. Finally, what are the next steps for the CAP and pathologists after this meeting? What, Where do we go from here?
1: Uh, I mean, the, the AMA House of Delegates, again, meets twice a year. And even though we deal with the, the business at hand through the resolution process, a lot of these resolutions are uh, modified, resurrected, um, or referred, and then they come back for, for further discussion. So, so your uh, CAP delegation, uh, when those reports come out uh, in preparation of the A twenty four meeting, uh, we'll be reviewing those to make sure that uh, the the best interests of pathology uh, are are noted in those. And as new resolutions come through, we'll be following those as well. So so there's a lot that we continue to do. As far as you as a CAP member, uh, I think that what we really need to do is is remind you how important you are in this this cog. I, I want to thank all the CAP members that are also AMA members, uh, because because really the way that the AMA is based, uh, the they provide uh, representation on the number of AMA members we have. Uh, And since the the AMA really does present the primary voice of the House of Medicine in the U.S., the CAP strength in advocating that the AMA depends on the members also becoming AMA members. The other thing is this AMA actually provides a great array of services for all physicians, regardless of where you are in your career, your practice type, or specialty. So I would encourage everyone to become AMA members as well. And sorry for that shameless plug at the end, but I just want to make sure we included that. Mm -hmm.
0: No problem. I think that's a perfect place to leave it off, too. Thank you, Dr. Senevec, for joining us. We really appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you. Until June, we'll just keep fighting the war.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. We turn now to important news on payment for pathology services. The CMS recently released the 2024 Final Physician Fee Schedule and Quality Payment Program Regulation. This comes as the CMS reacted favorably to the CAP's comments to increase pay to pathologists in 2024. The CAP successfully advocated for an increase to the cytotechnologist's clinical labor rate used by the CMS in their practice expense methodology. This advocacy provides an increase to the technical component and global payments for some pathology services. The final fee schedule also includes a 12% increase to the clinical labor rates for cytotechnologists, budget neutrality adjustments based on the new G-2211 add-on code, the impact of the final rule, and much more. Be sure to visit CAP.org for more info and to watch our full webinar on the fee schedule. And we end the day with a win for the CAP. The Council of Medical Specialty Societies, a coalition representing more than 800,000 physicians across healthcare, awarded the CAP and 10 other member specialty societies grants of $100,000 each to promote diagnostic excellence across the field of medicine. Last year, The CMSS and the Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation awarded the CAP another $100,000 grant that focused on understanding patients' experience with their pathology report. This grant addresses the challenge of redesigning a pathology report that effectively communicates pathology test results to patients and all members of the care team. While this will... While this will primarily focus on colorectal cancer pathology reports, it will also be used to gain insight from multiple stakeholders on the critical components of a pathology report, recommend different ways to improve communication of test results through pathology reports, and disseminate best practices through education and engagement, including potential publications and podcasts. You can find more details about the grant on our website. That's all for this edition of the monthly recap. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter and follow us on X at CAPDC Advocacy. Once again for Advocacy Communications, I'm Alec Bose
1: and we'll see you next month.